Hi again, everybody. We welcome you to ESP Media coverage of Moeller Crusader Athletics, Moeller Lacrosse. It's our second podcast of this 2020 season. I'm Greg Odell. Very happy to have with me head coach Sean McGinnis as we are inching closer and closer to the regular season. We're probably a little over a week behind where we should have done our last podcast. Yeah, a little bit, uh, you know, with the weather and and everything like that and getting the season uh, getting the season started. Um you know, yeah, we had to kind of back that up a little bit, but it's great. I mean, the sun's out; you can't beat it. It's warming up, uh, and uh, everything's kind of getting going uh, as far as practices and stuff. So it's been good so far. All right, and that's what we're going to talk about coming up here in just a second. First, I want a little shout out and a big thanks to Gearhart and Associates of Raymond James. They are sponsoring the Molar Lacrosse Podcast this year. For more information about Gearhart and Associates. Please contact Kyle Gearhart. Phone number is 513-287-6777. They help make this possible, and we certainly appreciate that. And it is practice time now. You're actually allowed to, to be in contact with these guys, working with these guys, and getting ready for the season. Yeah, allowed to be out there now and work with them. And uh, so week one it was in the books the first couple days. Uh, a lot of conditioning going on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. It's just conditioning days, no contact. And then Thursday, we can start doing more of uh, the lacrosse drills that uh, you see contact with. And, you know, the guys like getting out there and doing the one-on-ones. You, you mentioned, you know, you blow the whistle and you're like, you're on to your next drill. I'm like, all right, we're going to one-on-ones. And, like, they just lose their minds. They're all excited. <laughs> you know, because it's, you know, it's, a, it's, it's one of the most fundamental drills in the sport. Um, but it's an opportunity for guys to showcase their talent on a one-on-one setting and uh and as we're working in this tryout uh period and naming the teams you know they went after it and got after it so yeah it's been good in the first week saw uh, a lot of good leadership from our captains uh, a lot of good energy uh i will say like this is probably the the most energy and focus that a group is uh team group has had starting uh practice uh in my seven years so really they're, wow they're, they're excited they understand what they got to do uh, they they understand what they need to do to get better, uh, you know, to kind of reach their the end of the season goals. So it's been good. So I and, and I want to back up just a second as well. You talk you talk about the conditioning part, and these guys are trying out. I, I mean, I think probably in your mind you have an idea where guys are going to fit in in the big scheme of things. But you probably got some new faces that are coming in there too that are going to probably try to. T- Throw a little curveball and a surprise at you. Definitely, and that definitely happened. Uh, you know, the once we got going with one on ones, and and once we got into the contact uh, part of uh, practices on uh, on Saturday, uh, you know, yeah, there's a couple young guys, a couple freshmen, a couple sophomores that really turned our head. Um, so yeah, it's a tryout process. We're really trying to make it uh, an elongated process. One because of the turf field replace. And we're down to one field. So actually, yeah. we've been able to manage things a little bit better to where we're all on one field and, and we're getting a lot of work done. And we can see the, see the players and, and kind of keep an evaluation process going over last week into this week. So, you know, as far as that goes, uh, it, it's been good. And, um, you know, we're trying to kind of get down to about a roster of 30 uh, for varsity and then varsity reserve and, and JV. So... Uh, it's exciting, uh, you know. It's got to brush <laughs> off a lot of rust, you know, with these guys. But uh, you know, so far, can't complain. So you talk about conditioning. What is involved with the conditioning part of things? So that if that's like the first thing out of the box, and, and yeah, it's well over a week ago. We're coming to you on on uh, 
what is this Wednesday the fourth? Yeah. So March fourth. What goes into the, the conditioning part of things? Are you seeing what kind of shape these guys are in? And well, you know, we've done fitness tests in the past. You know, to where you do a run test and uh, you know you start the first couple of practices doing a run test or maybe doing some lifting tests. But quite honestly, these guys crushed it in the weight room in the off season. I mean, Coach Ross and Coach Brandt yeah. are strength coaches in the weight room. I mean, these guys just absolutely crushed it. I, I think I said before we had guys. Um, you know, PRing their squats at 500, at 475, you know, things like that. And so uh, the best part about this group is they've embraced the weight room, which has been great. And so we knew that that was going to translate over into the athletic, you know, aspects of lacrosse and, sure. you know, speed yeah. and, and agility and stuff like that. So we didn't necessarily do any fitness type testing, but, you know, those first couple of days we focused a lot on stick skills ground balls and running and i mean it's just you know do it you know was it uh rinse wash repeat <laughs> right, you know yeah. it's like same thing you know it's like, okay you know we're gonna do a little the stick basics skills, though we're gonna do ground balls and we're gonna run and then the segment one segment two we're doing a different stick skill we're gonna do a different ground ball and we're gonna do some different <laughs> running so yeah i mean it was good and the kids the kids responded well i mean they really recognized that it was a little tougher than the last couple of years um, but you know, you get out of Wednesday, you get into Thursday, you kind of separate between, you kind of put two groups together to kind of look at the evaluation process, start kind of keeping the tryout process going, um, to where you're, you're kind of seeing who, who would be a varsity level guy, who would be a varsity reserve JV level guy. Uh, and so that's where we've been the last couple of weeks. Uh, and, uh, we throw in a lot of, uh, individual sessions too, where we get to work with our, our, uh, attackmen and middies individually and get to start working on a lot of shooting. So like I said, right now, it's just so much excitement I and mean, <laughs> that's probably, you know, the one, uh, you know, thing that the one highlighting thing I see right now is you know, they come up every day and they're so excited to get out there and practice and, uh, a lot of energy, a lot of like calling out each other's names and in, in the stick skills and, you know, and just doing positive things on the field right now. That that's been good. And another, and you you kind of briefly touched on this a little bit. And I'm sure anybody that's kind of knowing what's going on on campus, they're replacing the turf on the main football field, yeah. which is where you also play and practice as well. So that right now has not has been kind of off limits. So you've had to move over to where they play the, the varsity soccer match or any of the yeah, soccer matches. Yeah. How how has that worked out size wise and logistics? Well, honestly it's been great because uh, that field is actually when you look at like the field it's bigger outside of the, the lines for soccer and lacrosse over there. It's it's a bigger space than the football field. Right. So we've been able to put eighty guys over there you know, and, and run a practice. We've been able to use every inch of that field somehow in a drill in, in something and running, you know, That's so all you're playing. Right. Right. So it's, it's been good. Um, you know, we have our challenges without having lights, you know, to where right. you know, we, yeah. you know, if we practice at five thirty, start practice at five thirty. you know, it's been getting dark last week. It was getting dark, uh, you know, around six thirty or so. So we did everything we could, you know, a, in air, you know, like stick skills yeah. where they can see the ball. And then once it got dark, you know, we did a lot of our conditioning. We'd go inside to the AC and do some extra stuff. Uh, you know, now we're gaining about five minutes of light, it seems, uh, you know, every day. So tonight we'll probably be able to keep going all the way past, you know, seven and get more of our traditional Excellent. 90 minutes to two hours of practice time. So it's and you got daylight savings times coming this we Sunday. We got daylight savings yeah. coming up. And next week it will be 
light for a long time and you know we'll be getting out there you know nice thing is is you know as a coach i think a, a lot of coaches get antsy right away you know they get kind of just like all the kids there's a you know excitement <laughs> anticipation, of right. yeah the yeah, anticipation and yeah. excitement and you know want to make sure they start checking the boxes of you know stick skills and ground balls and individual and you know x's and o's and concepts but we have four weeks until our first game. Crazy. You know, so we we can take our time. So yeah. we really step took a step back and said, okay, you know, with the adversity or the challenge and adversity of having one field and having 80 guys on the field, you know, what is it we really want to accomplish in two mm -hmm. weeks before we can have two fields again? And so it's been great to focus on all the little fundamental drills, uh, you know, that, that make us better along the way. You know, and we're implementing our, our offense, but we're doing like kind of a part whole method. So we're not just saying skeleton or six on six offense or six on six defense. We're not whiteboarding it, <laughs> you know, and then running out and doing it. You know, everything becomes part whole, you know, so we're taking offense, you know, the offensive schemes we're running. Well, right now we're just doing stick skill uh, throwing and catching that emulates our motion in our offense. You know, we're doing things with our defense that emulates our slide as a defense. Uh, and we're doing it very small, you know, based so that we build upon it yeah. next week. You know, everything's back to normal. I mean, we should go out there and be looking really good in that bigger six on six format because we've been doing such smaller right. versions of it. Putting, putting all the pieces together yeah. slowly, yeah. but surely. And yeah. then, Getting the chance to put it all together when it, when it is time. Uh, during the course of this week, uh, as you get ready, and, and the first scrimmage is coming up Friday the 13th, so just a little over a week from now is when you'll actually put all of that yeah, together. Yeah, put it all together then. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, we've got uh, – we've always done a tri-scrimmage um, up at Moeller, so having two fields. When we go out and, you know, being – coming down here from Columbus, you know, I invite, you know, some of my right. Columbus contacts down. And then, you know, we kind of kept it, you know, with uh, – Elder was there for a while, you know, when uh, Tom Nugent used to coach there. You know, we'd kind of say, hey, let's come over. And he and I would, you know, scrimmage. Or we wouldn't scrimmage each other because we play each other, but we get common, you know, two different opponents and we'd have this – you know, three-team, four-team uh, format where mm -hmm. both, both varsity and JV, it's kind of a nice all-day thing. So just kind of like alternating guys in yeah, and out then? Yeah, so you just – so like one day – so one hour would be molar verse, you know, uh, one team, and, and then the next hour, you know, two other teams play. So on one field was varsity, the other field was JV, and you get a lot of work done that day. Yeah. So we've been doing that for a long time. This year it just – Happened to work out again with some of the the, the stuff with the the turf project, um, and with our, our Stonewall Solution, our team building activity we're going to do. We had to flip that, so we're going over to Indian Hill okay. Thursday, or excuse me, Friday, Friday. on the 13th, and it will be we'll scrimmage Milford and we'll scrimmage uh, Indian Hill. So okay, get a lot of good stuff on tape, get a lot of good uh, you know opportunities to learn and uh, go back, kind of see where we need to improve, and then get ready for the following week. And, and so we'll we'll talk about as you kind of prepare for that, uh, which is still a week away. Part of all that as well, though, too, you had to uh, talk about who's going to be your leaders this upcoming year. And I think you've kind of met with a, a lot of the guys, a lot of the returning players that were going to be back this year and naming the team captains. Yeah, so we started this uh, new thing that we're doing inside our program, part of our culture. Uh, we we built out a platoon system because so kind of like, you know, military platoon, uh, we we have uh, we took all of our players and looked at it and said okay we're going to build out five platoons 
Um, and each platoon has a leader. It has a freshman, sophomore, junior, senior platoon leader. And then like we've been doing that since the fall. And it really is it's just an accountability factor. Sure. You know, with me not built, being in the building as a teacher, um, you know, it's one of those things that they're holding each other accountable to all of our standards and expectations throughout the day when coaches aren't around, you know, while mm. we're in doing, um, you know, uh, strength conditioning. So we're trying to build leadership, natural leadership inside our program. You know, like and as a result of that, then, you know, we moved into our captains for the team. And what we did is, you know, guys had to come up, the players that felt that they thought they were worthy of being, you know, our leaders or our captains, you know, they came and spoke and, uh, to us as far as, you know, I, I want to be, you know, acknowledged as a, or, or, or interview basically as a captain. And they had to start, there's a whole process they had to do, <laughs> right. and, you know, talk to the team and the team voted. And I thought that we got five great captains out of it so so and of those are we ready to name them or oh, yeah. is it, it's so, public so, yeah, it's, yeah it's been public but yeah, you know yeah. i think you know we have two senior three senior captains and we've got uh, two junior captains and uh, that's a first for me uh at molar i i believe there's been you know you know guys who have been juniors and captains before this but you know my tenure uh there this is a first for us and i think it's great i think you know the the process worked itself out and we got the best five and so uh on the senior uh end we have uh, theo becker and uh, zach kroger uh and uh zach sense and zach sense is going to be more like our spiritual captain so when we have team meals you know zach's doing the team prayer um there's going to be a component that zach's going to do when we have our culture talks on uh, once a week, he's going to have kind of like a, a, a faith slash spirituality kind of um, vibe to it. You know, is this kind of natural a, for his personality? It is. It yeah. is. It is. You know, as far as what he does, at, you know, and the things he does at school, he's very involved with campus ministry uh, and, and other organizations. And when I approached him about that, he was like, oh, I love it, coach. <laughs> and he's the first one. We've never had a, really? a yeah. spiritual captain and you know a part of our pillars is faith one of our pillars is faith sure. and being at you know a catholic school you know we want to be able to intertwine some of that faith building and spirituality inside our program and i think zach's going to do a really good job of building not only spiritual faith but just like faith in what's going on each faith other. in like the process faith in each other yeah faith in, in faith in that you know you know you're doing what you can to be a good teammate and stuff like that. So our juniors is uh, Lane Miller and uh, T.J. Rutello, and uh, you know you couldn't ask for two better guys. There's been a lot of juniors that that uh, were in the process or, of trying to be or getting voted captain, and uh, you know I know down the road we're gonna have another uh, great group of guys after this. But those <laughs> are five captains, and uh, uh, like I couldn't be happier wanting to work with those five guys. Well, congratulations to those young men, and uh, they'll be part of out front in the face of what's going on but it's still a whole team situation i mean you, yeah. you got the whole yeah, team and you know bonding and we, and we met like yesterday and we have so we have our team captains but we're still working with our platoon leaders so, i like that idea you know, a lot. now we're kind of positioning is that our team captains oversee our platoon leaders yep. you know and so now what our platoon leaders are doing is there's five responsibilities every day a platoon has to do so someone's supervising the locker room before practice someone has to get the practice field set up with equipment you know someone has to uh, clean up the field someone has to clean up the locker room 
You know, someone has to, you know, so there's five it. different responsibilities for the platoon leaders that they have to get their platoons to do on a daily basis. And the captains are overseeing all that. Right. So. I love it. All this is a leadership skills that these guys have no idea how much this is going to mean down yeah. the road to them. Yeah. I mean, like you and, and I know that, like you and right, I, like right. you take the platoon out, that's an organizational structure for any company, right? 100%. Right. So yeah. we're just trying to like spin it a little bit and that they get excited and buy in and go for there. Well, that is very, very exciting. We're talking with head coach Sean McGinnis, our 2020 Muller lacrosse season underway. This is episode number two. By the way, uh, as we kind of look ahead to what, what's coming up in this one, we're going to be talking a, a little bit more about the scrimmages next week that are getting underway. A lot of alumni that are playing college lacrosse. In fact, I got a chance to catch up with three alumni who are playing for Cleveland State. We'll tell you about that coming up in the next segment. And we got that interview. It's going to be part of this podcast. Very excited about that. As we get you ready for the 2020 season, it's just around the corner. Our Molar Lacrosse podcast is brought to you by Gerhardt and Associates of Raymond James. More coming up. From ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. Gerhardt and Associates of Raymond James is a proud sponsor of Muller Lacrosse. At Gerhardt and Associates, we take a team approach to financial planning, offering you a broader scope of expertise than you will likely find in any one person. Clients are our main priority, which is why we work to understand your unique circumstances and ultimately create a distinctive plan that provides a roadmap for your financial journey. For more information, please contact us at 513-287-6777. That's 513-287-6777. Gerhardt and Associates of Raymond James. Back here, our Muller Lacrosse, Lacrosse Podcast, the second episode for this 2020 season is we're just a little less than two weeks away from the season getting underway here with head coach Sean McGinnis. I'm Greg Waddell, and we briefed, uh, touched on it briefly last segment, a couple of scrimmage games coming up. You're going to be playing uh, Indian Hill and Milford together over at Indian Hill. That'll be a little over a week from today. We're broadcasting or recording this on the 4th of March, so on uh, Friday the 13th. That's always fun. Right, <laughs> so, right. For the, the lucky the Irish guy that right. you are. So, that's right. But, uh, hey, that's a month from my birthday, April 13th. So. And, and what, there you go. Oh, now we're, <laughs> uh, now we're getting some good information. There you go. Tidbits. What do you accomplish in those? I mean, you, you kind of touched on it a little bit briefly and yeah. how you try to, to set all those up and what are you looking for out of your players and, and how much are the rosters set at that point can there be any juggling around at that point yeah I think the you know the roster is pretty much will be set Sunday we're at, we're practicing Sunday rugby's got stuff going on all day on Saturday and you only got, and one, field. got one field so <laughs> we're practicing on Sunday and we're gonna kind of finalize everything and rolling into next week we'll have our varsity varsity reserve and our JV team you know, so next week is just kind of cleaning up some of the, the fundamental skills, cleaning up the individual skills by position, and then getting the bigger concepts in, the six-on-six six concepts, mm -hmm. um, you know, the uh, man-up, man-down, rides, clears, transition. So that's our goal next week to get all that. And then really when we go out there on Friday night, it, you know, we're just seeing how all those different areas are and what we need to improve on. Okay. You know, and hopefully with all the stick skills we're doing, you know, we look crisp on our throwing and catching, you know, and it comes down to offense. You know, if our spacing is off and we need to work on drills that, you know, help kids learn the spacing of offense, you know, we'll go back to the drawing board and work on that. Same thing defensively. You know, if we have some communication breakdown, we got to do communication drills defensively. So, really, we we just look at it as an opportunity to get better, an opportunity to go right. against someone else to get better, and then find out what, you know, we need to do 
um, to prepare for the next scrimmage. And so the next scrimmage after that is the 18th against uh, Turpin. So we're going to go over to Turpin uh, and scrimmage them. And, and that, like, two days before your real game, right. that's kind of like the uh, you're putting it all together. You know, your juices are flowing. You're really kind of creating um, – treating it more like a game versus it is than, than a scrimmage. Uh, and uh, you're really just trying to clean up everything up and then uh, get ready to take on uh, Loveland on the 20th. I, and for the guys themselves, uh, how much of it is like real game situations? Though? I mean, is, is there a clock? I mean, or, or are you – is it a controlled scrimmage? Yeah, like so, you see in football sometimes? You know, like, so with football – or sorry, with lacrosse, um, like you can have – you you have kind of modified um, modified not modified rules but you have a modification of the game so like Friday night we'll do um, like two running halves so we get like two twenty twenty five minute running halves or sometimes we do four fifteen minute running quarters um, so we we kind of like the four 15-minute running quarters because it's very game-like. There's a natural break to bring the kids in and talk to them right. uh, and things like that. So it's just, just from coach to coach when we get up there, the, you know, the, the scrimmage is like, hey, let's let's kind of run it this way. Uh, and so, like, that kind of format where it's you run some quarters, you know, some longer quarters that are running clock, um, it just gives the kids an opportunity to get, like, in-game mode. Exactly. Um, that's I mean, th that, my that's pretty much what it is. I mean, you have refs out there, and they're officiating. They're calling, you know, all the penalties. Uh, you'll get man-up opportunities, man-down opportunities. So, really, it's a great opportunity for everyone. Um players, coaches, officials, to really kind of get going and get some practice before the first uh, first game. And playing in Ian Hill, Milford, the first competition-wise, I mean, I, I, those programs, I mean, I think Indian Hill's had a program for long yeah. enough now yeah. that it's developed. They, you know, they're successful. I mean, yeah. they, you know, uh, they're both two good, successful programs. And, uh, you know, for us, it's not about going over there. It's funny. You know, you'll see, like, you'll see on the Twitter feeds and everything, you'll see unofficial scores of, of scrimmages. Well, technically, you're not supposed to even have a scoreboard having a score up there. You know, it's really clock and go from there. So sure. for us, we don't sit there and, and keep keep account of goals. And we really, like, we, we win the scrimmage, so to speak, if we walk out there and, and walk out of there saying, wow, our offense, you know, grasps our, right. it grasps our six on six offense a lot better than what we thought they did, you know, or, you know, our man down unit did really well today. They're picking up the concepts. That's our measuring stick, you know, going into a scrimmage and, you know, beating a team in a scrimmage. We, you know, do we look at it if we didn't do well in a scrimmage? Of course we do. <laughs> you know, of course we say we shouldn't have done that bad against that team. You know, let's figure out how to get better. So, and that's where it, becomes important yeah if you're yeah. not doing well if you're doing well and you're doing the things that you expect then that's good to keep continuing to build on yeah when you guys start correcting things then yeah okay a little bit more work yeah. to do so i mean you know the score the, the the score of scrimmages are for the parents you know <laughs> i think uh i think and you know your, your, your fan base on twitter and everything but i think deep down inside our our guys look at it as an opportunity to get better as an uh, individual and as a team so our Muller Lacrosse Podcast brought to you by Gerhardt and Associates of Raymond James. Again, for more information, give them a call. Gerhardt and Associates at 513-287-6777. You can talk to Kyle Gerhardt himself. Appreciate their sponsorship for uh, Muller Lacrosse. As we are so close, March 20th will be the first regular season game. So you'll have the scrimmage the 18th. 
after the Friday the 13th scrimmage with Indian Hill and Milford, you'll get Turpin, as you mentioned. Then just two days later, it begins for real. And we get so. going. And, you know, you look at our schedule, and there's we, we're talking about it now. I mean, our first seven-game stretch is, is a big stretch. It's going to dictate a lot of things. So that's why in practice we keep saying, you know, you got to start to drill faster. You got to start the way you play faster because – you know, our, our first seven games, you know, that, uh, there's a lot of good competition. There really there. is. So yep. we got to do the best we can to, to prepare for that in these first three weeks. You don't win necessarily a championship at the beginning of the season, no, but you but certainly can lose one. You can certainly set the table that way. Yeah, if absolutely. You, you know, if you get through those first seven games and you get out of it with an idea of what the, what needs to happen for the next seven. So, so you get Loveland and then – Trinity coming up from Louisville will be at school. Is the turf going to be ready yep, by the I way? I think so. <laughs> so, give me a little sneak peek. How nice is it? Uh, it's, I saw a picture. It's, it's pretty nice. And I, and I and honestly, I hope I hope all of our athletes understand how nice it is, and you know they they understand what it took to get it, and uh, That's a they play their hearts out, and they play they play you know for Moeller you know as hard as they can on that new turf. So the seniors will get that brand new turf. Let's talk about a little of the, the guys that have come through here and wore that old turf yeah, out. Yeah. Some of the alumni and and a little sneak peek coming up here in our next segment. I was uh, in Denver a couple of weeks ago with Miami Hockey. Had the chance to see Cleveland State play nationally ranked at the time Air Force. Cleveland State yeah, has been our little pipeline yeah. to up there with three players and yeah and you you're right they upset them and yeah, knocked that, them off. Yeah, that was a big one. Uh and, and just congrats to Coach German and all the things he's done up there, and Coach uh, Bartram, who is uh, you know Cincinnati native, Matt Bartram. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, you know, Mason. So just the things they've been doing, uh, you know, I think it really resonates with uh, the Moeller guys that are there and the Moeller guys that are soon to be there. So uh, it was good for them to see. But yeah, you know, I think uh, I, one of my main objectives outside of building the program that that we've done in six years my my main objective and i tell parents this is i feel very responsible to um help your son you know accomplish his dreams of getting into a college and and playing college across i, I just feel very passionate that that's yeah. what i'm supposed to do as a head coach and so you know we work really hard at that and we've got a lot of guys in college right now playing so you know guys at, uh, at the division one level we have you know uh guys at cleveland state robert morris uh ruckers uh and uh syracuse you know we've got guys at division three level at wittenberg uh DePaul, uh and ohio wesley and uh i always miss out ronald i knew i was going to miss it ronald up there in you know big University blue country michigan, in michigan but you know you know the thing is that these guys come to us as freshmen sophomores they're doing the the club stuff in the summer and they acknowledge to us coach I want to play in college. That's a dream. And I and we say, okay, if that's what you want to do, then your next step is you're going to have a different level of expectations. We're going to expect more out of yeah. you in throwing and catching drills. We're going to expect more out of you as a player because you're going to have to work harder to get to that next step. You know, and the kids do it. And, you know, I, I've enjoyed it. I've become uh, – uh, good friends with a lot of college coaches um you know they they kind of know who i am and uh it, it's been great along the way i've been able to uh talk to a lot of guys uh at different conventions and conferences and been able to to go to college practices uh at time or be invited to and so it's just That's been exciting. a good thing on my end and uh at the end of the day it's just helping uh it's not only helping the the players at molar it's just helping molar in general oh so for, without a doubt i mean i, I think that makes We've talked about it for years and years now of making it a destination, kind of a sport to come to Moeller to want to play. Obviously, they come for football and basketball, but now lacrosse, soccer, 
baseball. Yep. I mean, yep. it, it's all these sports that that are now you're getting those sports specific guys to come and make it the very best that it can be at Moeller High School. Yeah, and it's again as a coach, it's just great to see that players set their minds on something, set a mm-hmm. goal. And they accomplish it. And, you know, it's even more fun is that, you know, the guys at Wittenberg, you know, Cleaver and Paxton Rice and Tony LaBarge, you know, they get to play Connor McGinney. <laughs> you know, they get to play uh, Jack Ritchie over at DePauw. You know, Rutgers, and you get Jack Stahanzik and you get uh, Logan Diebel. They get to see each other on the road. Uh, so you know, cool. right off the bat, Michigan, you know, I think it was, it was Cleveland State's second game. You know, they played Michigan. So, it, you know, becomes almost a little bit of an alumni, you know, kind of, uh, you know, home not homecoming, but reunion. You know, it's well, a little reunion on the road or at their different colleges, and it's been great. And, and something that I've noticed for years through baseball, you, you'll see a lot of the, the former baseball players at their colleges, when they play against each other, they'll yeah. take pictures in their uniforms, and the lacrosse guys have been doing well, that and this Well, you year. know, we have Donnie Gennetti out at Westminster, and it's in, he was at a Division two school and then transferred to another Division two school out, at, uh, out in Utah, at Westminster in Utah. And so, you know, he gets to, you know, they travel out here. So they've been able to, uh, you know, come to Indianapolis and play um, Mikey Sinquina. Mikey Sinquina's at at Indianapolis University, University of Indianapolis. So you got a guy out in Utah traveling (laughs) all the way back almost to Ohio to play someone he graduated with at uh at at uh, Indy, and so we got it all over That's the place so cool. and it's and it, you know what's even best is that uh, now with uh streaming streaming video you know we get to see these guys and it's great to see them on the field it's great to see them yeah. on the sidelines um so it's just uh like like uh big mo barrett says we're planting molar flags everywhere and it's great <laughs> so now we're pl- planting molax flags in a lot of college places and it's been great well a little sneak peek in the next segment coming up here in this podcast i sat down with the the three cleveland state molar alumni players that would be justin miller lane's older Older brother brother, and then also brendan sigurdson and dylan warner and they were all playing in that well dylan played in the game the other guys were there they're freshmen and yeah he told me dylan got robbed of gold he even said it too i was like standing (laughs) and cheering and then i I was so bummed well you know like you said i think that's a a, a testament to what they learned at molar is that they just played a really hard fought game they won they were tired and you had time you know in between what you were doing and they came down and talked to you i was so grateful yeah and you know they they could have said hey you know too we, we got to yeah. go do this, but they they wanted to come, you know, talk to you, and so that's just a testament to what yes. they learned at Moeller. So we've got a little roundtable interview with those three players you'll hear coming up in our next segment. It was done about a week and a half ago, but so we'll be talking about the game that it, I did it after the Air Force game yeah. before they played Denver the next day. But they could not have been any better. They represented very well. Their yeah. parents should be proud. You should be proud. Yep, and no doubt. Thanks for setting that up. That was you're great. welcome. So that was a lot of fun. So that uh, just some of the Moeller alumni that uh, are playing in college and doing. Doing us all very, very proud. And as we get ready for the uh, the regular season to begin, looking ahead, our next podcast, that'll come up on Monday, March 16th. So we have about a week and a half from now. We'll do another one. And that's going to be after you've played Indian Hill Milford, before you play Turpin, and right before we have our first couple of broadcasts as well. Yep. We'll have uh, Loveland and Trinity for you here on ESP Media. So what's going to change? What's What do you expect between now and the next time that we get together on the 16th? You know, I think that what we expect is that, um, you know, we have a varsity varsity reserve JV um, group set. Um, and I think that they're, they're going to grasp this concept of 
they've got to start faster. They got to come up and get locked in. Um, you know, we talk about, you know, the mission of the day. So today at practice, the mission is compete. We have a lot of drills that they have to compete in today. And then at the end of practice, a player gives a mission report who competed. So, you know, Johnny, um, this group, you know, Johnny, who was, who competed on this group, you know, and he has to report back, mm -hmm. you know, I think Joey did such a great job in this group, you know? So I think we're going to see that, um, guys are just locked in a little bit more. They're working hard to get better. Uh, and they're taking care of the details that's uh, going right. to make us successful early on in the season. Well, it's going to be fun to watch as it all gets put together. I know you're anxious to get back over yeah. there and uh, get at it, so we'll let you get going, get over there, and uh, get to practice. Sounds good. We will catch up again with you on Monday, March the 16th. That'll be our next broadcast. Again, Muller Lacrosse Podcast brought to you by Gerhardt and Associates of Raymond James. For more information about Gerhardt and Associates, give Kyle Gerhardt a phone call, 513-287-6777. One more segment to go. Don't tune out now. It'll be my segment we did with uh, the three alums playing at Cleveland states it's almost like i guess a viking podcast coming up next but a lot of fun to talk to brendan sigurds and justin miller and dylan warner that's coming up next we'll catch you on the next podcast again on march 16th for sean mcginnis and our executive producer rob ebel i'm greg waddell thanks for listening to our molar lacrosse podcast from esp media powered by sidearm sports gerhardt and associates of raymond james is a proud sponsor of molar lacrosse at gerhardt and associates we take a team approach to financial planning offering you a broader scope of expertise than you will likely find in any one person. Clients are our main priority, which is why we work to understand your unique circumstances and ultimately create a distinctive plan that provides a roadmap for your financial journey. For more information, please contact us at 513-287-6777. That's 513-287-6777. Gerhardt and Associates of Raymond James. little bonus lacrosse action, Bowler alumni lacrosse talk here as we are in Denver. Cleveland State is in town, and I just happened to time things out right with Miami Hockey. We are in town to play Denver. Cleveland State was here to play a couple of games this weekend, Air Force on Saturday, and they get Denver on Sunday, and the weather was perfect. I got a chance to go out and watch the guys play. Three Moeller alums in action. You've got sophomore Justin Miller and a couple of freshmen. You've got... Brendan Sigurdsson is here with us, and uh, so happy that you guys could get down here. And Dylan Warner is here as well. Guys, man, I appreciate you coming down here, spending a few minutes with us. I know the guys back in Cincinnati are going to love this. Let's start with the, the crafty veteran, the sophomore right now. So, Justin, you're a, a year plus into this whole thing. What's it like going from high school lacrosse to college lacrosse? I mean, uh, I think there's definitely an adjustment to be made with the speed of the game, but, you know, with uh, all the work we put in at Moeller, it really helped prepare us, and I think especially you can see it with uh, the younger guys getting to play that uh, preps us really well and we adjust well to the speed of the game and everything like that and a lot of it's upstairs with the X's and O's but you know, we get it done. We get it done. Well, uh, that's re really exciting as well. And, and first of all, let, let's backtrack too. I got to watch the game today against the Air Force, and you guys came away with an 11-10 overtime victory, dude. It was exciting. First time I've got to be at a college lacrosse game as, as well. So, biggest win for you guys in the program. I, I guess first time you've ever beaten a ranked team. Yeah, first ranked win in history. You know, it, it felt really good to get this one on the road, and 
uh, we started out 0-3, so it was good to get a nice little rebound game here. And uh, now we're focused on Denver tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely so. So let's move over here to, to Dylan and talk to him. He's got the, the good bed head going. They're, they're resting in here between uh, lunch and dinner. But Dylan, uh, you got a chance to play in the game today. You had a goal disallowed, man. Tell me about that. What was the feeling like from the, the glee of scoring to then seeing it waved off? Yeah, um, I mean, I just it was a good look by Tiana. I was on the crease, and he found me. and. Um, Planted, I got hit from behind, and they said I was in the crease, so got called off. But you win some, you lose some, like I said earlier, and we'll get it back later. That's a good attitude to have. And there's going to be more scored for sure, I yeah. think, before it's all said and done with. Tell me about uh, the adjustment for you. You know, like Justin was just talking about, you know, the speed of the game, obviously, probably a lot faster than high school. Yeah, definitely. Like he said, it's just it's everything's that much quicker. Uh, the, the tempo of the game, the way the guys run, they they all have a motor that you can't teach, and it's. You, you really got to move your feet and you got to play with your head. And I mean, yeah, it's, it's a lot faster. <laughs> a lot faster, yeah, I, I can only imagine. Brendan Sigurdsson is here as well. And, and Brendan, for you, tell me about it for you as well and going from the, the high school game to the, the college game and, and all the, not only the teammates that, that you have with you, but probably the guys that you're playing against as well. When you've got that kind of talent all the way across, it's got to be a, probably a, a big adjustment. Yeah, it was definitely a huge adjustment, but. Um... Like these guys have said, the pace you obviously get used to after a month or two that I've been here. Seems like me and Dylan have really adjusted very well. Just by playing tougher opponents and a hard schedule through Moeller, feels like it's been more preparing for us. That's a great point. College, yeah. yeah, I mean, you bring up a great point because I know Sean McGinnis, Coach McGinnis, wants to schedule the best. And, and there's some games you have to play in Cincinnati, but you guys go outside of Cincinnati and play a pretty tough schedule as well when you guys were there, and they still do now. I guess that's got to help you out a little bit too to this adjustment. Yeah, it's also cool seeing all the guys that we have played over our schedule, seeing them play in college now as well, just like us, and catching up with them. It's really cool experience. Well, now and let's back to, to Justin for a second. You got a, a CNX guy, it's a teammate of yours now too, Charlie Williams. So he's out. How's that adjustment dealing with uh, a CNX bomber on the, on the squad? Well, uh, there's, of course there's uh, some trash talk when, you know, the boys meet on Montgomery Road, but uh, for the most part, uh, he's, a, he's a Viking now, so we'll put those past differences aside. And we got a lot of Muller guys coming in in the next couple years, and I'm sure we'll have a couple Sanex kids coming as well. So, you know, at the end of the day, we're all Vikings, and that stuff can stay in the locker room. That Absolutely. So that's the, just the fun talk that, that got you to where you are here now. So, Dylan, how about you? Uh, did, have you guys seen any of your, your former teammates, your, your past teammates? Because there's a lot of guys that are playing college level now, too. You guys all stay in touch? Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, seeing guys like there's a bunch of Cincinnati guys playing at the next level that we'll see out on these uh, road trips and stuff like that. And it's always good to see kids put the 513 out and make a name for it, you know. That's, oh, it's, it's great representation. And, and Brendan, for you, when you see all these guys that, that you've probably played against or maybe even played with on, on some of your club teams over the years, it is pretty good representation of what Cincinnati lacrosse is becoming now. Yeah, it's really cool seeing how well the – the sport is growing, not just from the East Coast, where it basically kind yeah. of started to where it's expanding to the Midwest and it's actually becoming like a really big sport for all the kids all around the country. Oh, it's exciting. It most definitely is a growing program. And I know watching you guys the last several years when you guys were still at Moeller got me into the sport, and, and I absolutely love it now. Justin, for, for you now, uh, let's talk about as you move forward, what are you going to do school-wise? What do you want to do? as you go through college or academically wise, what do you want to try and major in? 
Um, right now I'm majoring in psychology and criminology. Um, I got a pretty good opportunity to do a junior FBI program, so that was wow. Yeah, that was really interesting. Uh, I don't know. I think I'm gonna pursue a future in psychiatry, so there's a bit of extra schooling that comes with that, but I'm prepared for it. <laughs> and Dylan, have you figured that stuff out yet, or is it lacrosse and the academics are helping out there as well? Yeah, I mean, um, I think Cleveland State does a great job at helping us out with our. There, we have a bunch of people. Um, behind the scenes that really help us out with our academics and stuff like that and but right now just majoring in business and kind of seeing where it takes me and i'm guessing molar helped you prepare to, oh, yeah. to, for the college too yeah yeah definitely so brandon what about you same thing kind of the... yeah i'm also a business major i'm looking to go into maybe like sales or become like a sports agent ah nice just do something like interactive because i'm a pretty social guy so that's what i like to consider myself i guess you could say uh, that's a, that's probably a very good path so yeah. well let's go back around brendan any any words for the guys this year for the the 2020 molar lacrosse program and, and what they're going to do uh just good luck to those guys hopefully the seniors will step up and lead those guys to a good good season this year hopefully turns out well absolutely so Dylan mate those four years go really quick in high school and same thing's gonna happen to you in college but any words of advice for the guys back at Moeller uh, just listen to your coaches and work hard every day did you do that when you were there with Sean McGinnis of course. Coach McGinnis? Of course. <laughs> will he tell me the same thing oh no doubt <laughs> <laughs> absolutely Justin how about you any words of wisdom for the guys uh, no just take ownership of it it's your guys season seniors it's your last go around uh, shout out to Lane Miller Little bro, love you. But yeah, great. Best of luck this year. And Lane will be a future Viking. Along with it, let's, let's shout out. There's a couple other guys that yeah, already committed, Lane right? Yeah, Miller, Theo Becker, both of them will be joining us here in the next couple of years. So really fired up for that. That's really, really exciting. And I know we've actually I've talked with, with Coach McGinnis many times about the pipeline that Moeller seems to have going on with Cleveland State. So you guys got it going on. So yeah, Moeller University. There you go. <laughs> I'm sure the same nice guys will love to hear that. Yeah, so. yeah. Guys, hey, I appreciate you coming down here, spending a few minutes here with us. And uh, just a, a little shout-out to the guys back at home. I know they'll appreciate it. So yeah, thank you so appreciate much. Appreciate Best of luck to all you guys this year. It's great seeing you guys again. Yeah, thank you. All right. Here you go. You got Justin Miller. You got Dylan Warner, Brendan Sigurdsson. Moeller alums now with Cleveland State off a big-time victory, 11-10 overtime victory over uh, the Air Force Academy. And tomorrow they will get Denver, which you guys the best of luck thanks guys thank, thank you. you there you go great time catching up with those the three molar alums and uh, very happy for their success and we'll certainly keep an eye on them as we move forward with the season again our next podcast that is coming up on monday march 16th and again our podcast sponsored by gerhardt and associates of raymond james for more information give kyle gerhardt a call at 513-287-6777 thanks so much for listening to the molar lacrosse podcast from esp media powered by sidearm sports